why it's important to keep your medical records up to date with the VA? Sure. As we've talked about in other episodes, VA disability is in kind of multiple parts. Uh, obviously, one of those parts is establishing basic eligibility to some form of VA disability compensation. But another part is the rating for any individual condition. So for example, if you have a heart condition and it's service-connected, it can be rated anywhere from 0% up to 100%. And the way that the VA goes about figuring out what the rating is to look at your current medical records. And so it's very important to ensure that the VA has all of your records, and particularly the most current records, at any point in time. So, excuse me, if you are dealing with a cardiologist outside the VA system, as many people are now under the CHOICE Act, it's really important to ensure that your providers periodically submit the updated records to the VA. And often that doesn't happen automatically and you'll need to, as the veteran, intervene and ask specifically to have those records sent to the VA. Sometimes you can arrange to have them sent periodically, but as a general rule, to be safe, you want to regularly ask your provider to send the records. Welcome to the Victory Over VA podcast. A podcast about empowering veterans to overcome denied disability claims. Each week, we deliver critical insights to help you understand the disability process, veterans' benefits, and how to take control of your legal rights. Now here's your host, Tony Francis Jackson. So, welcome to Victory Over VA, your guide to unlocking your VA disability benefits. And today we're talking about Commandment 8. And the 8th commandment is? Maintaining your personal medical records. Or perhaps more accurately, thou shalt maintain your personal medical records. That's right. And so, remember, this podcast is for veterans. It's for families of veterans. It's for anybody who cares about veterans. Every week, we talk about ways that you can help to ensure that your claim for VA disability benefits gets treated fairly. So where should we start today? So could you just start by explaining why it's important to keep your medical records up to date with the VA? Sure. As we've talked about in other episodes, VA disability is in kind of multiple parts. Uh, obviously, one of those parts is establishing basic eligibility to some form of VA disability compensation. But another part is the rating for any individual condition. So for example, if you have a heart condition and it's service-connected, it can be rated anywhere from 0% up to 100%. And the way that the VA goes about figuring out what the rating is to look at your current medical records. And so 
it's very important to ensure that the VA has all of your records and particularly the most current records at any point in time. So if you are dealing with a cardiologist outside the VA system, as many people are now under the CHOICE Act, it's really important to ensure that your providers periodically submit the updated records to the VA. And often that doesn't happen automatically and you'll need to, as the veteran, intervene and ask specifically to have those records sent to the VA. Sometimes you can arrange to have them sent periodically, but as a general rule, to be safe, you want to regularly ask your provider to send the records. But isn't VA just going to schedule you for a compensation and pension exam anyway? They often are, but the problem is that many kinds of medical conditions are rated by the VA on very specific criteria that won't be picked up in a compensation and pension exam. The nature of uh, how many METs you can handle for heart condition rating just is not something that's going to be analyzed in a compensation and pension exam. What you need is the latest stress test from your doctor's office. And if that's not in the file, the compensation and pension exam doctor won't see it, the VA won't know about it, and you won't get the rating you should get. And about how often would you say that folks should do this? I recommend to people that they do it at least once a year. You know, uh, none of these things are perfect, and if you or have- fast moving. Often, yeah. But if you have a specific event coming up, if you know, for example, that you've put in a new claim for a particular condition, you want to make sure that all the records about that condition are collected and submitted to the VA because you know they're going to be looking at the cumulative uh, medical history of that condition. Or if you've put in for an increased rating, that's another time when you should make sure everything's up to date. But if you're just talking about a condition that has been rated and is currently ongoing, I think once a year is enough. Keep in mind that the VA has an obligation as part of their own internal process to review ratings periodically. And so if you don't have the latest information in there, they may decide that they should propose to reduce your rating for a particular condition because they haven't seen anything indicating that there is ongoing severity. And so the more that you ensure that they have the latest and greatest information, the better off that you will typically be. It sounds like getting all of this together, if you're gonna apply for an increased rating or a new claim, might take a while. Is there something veterans can do to buy themselves time to get things together without necessarily losing the effective date? Sure. There are a couple ways you can go about that. Um, anytime you're filing a new claim and you need time to get information together, you can file what's called a notice of intent to file a claim. And what that does is it kind of serves as a placeholder. It starts the date running on your claim. And as long as you submit everything 
with the formal claim within a year. You know, it's not just 30 days or 60 days. They give you a full year to get everything together and get it submitted. So if you submit a notice of intent and get everything in within a year, it'll all be eligible to be considered. So if I file the notice of intent, I've got 364 days to chase doctors before I got to file that claim. Pretty much. But Sounds like I probably need most of them. So sometimes, good. sometimes. And what sort of advice would you give veterans who find it hard to regularly maintain this? Now you talked about you can ask, but they won't necessarily send things periodically. Yeah, I think the best way is to have a trusted person that you kind of use as your record keeper and ask them to keep the VA up to speed if it's something you can't handle yourself. Lots of times it'll be a, a parent for a younger vet, a child for an older vet. A spouse for those in between. Can be a spouse. It can be just simply a good friend. But one thing I would encourage every veteran who has a claim pending to do is work with a representative. It doesn't have to be an attorney. Well, I think attorneys do a very good job. For example, my daughter Alexandra here has done hundreds of uh, VA hearings. But regardless of who it is, whether you have an attorney, whether you have an accredited agent, whether you have a veteran service officer, make it a point to ensure that you let them know who you are treating with and for what conditions so that person can flag the need for any records and knows what doctors or hospitals to get them from to make sure that the medical records and the VA claims process come together at the right points in time. I would also add the marvels of modern technology are your friend. You can set reminders on your phone. I've got an iPhone, so that's what I use. But it can tell me to do things every six months or a year or stranger time periods than that. You can set custom things. I have found that invaluable with things like trying to remember to renew my driver's license and trying to remember that I have to go vote. So there's all sorts of technological help you can get, even if you don't have somebody else who can assist you. And let me add one other variation on that. We work with a company called SyncMD, and one of the things that SyncMD can do is to electronically gather your medical records and deliver them to your representative to be submitted to the VA. And so we ask many of our clients to sign up with SyncMD. There's no charge to them, but they do have to go through a brief process where they authorize SyncMD to get records on their behalf and provide them to us to provide to the VA. So we, as you said, are in an age where technology is your friend. Lots of things can be done. Uh, we've given you some examples, but the point is, whatever method you use, some method to make sure that the VA is kept up to date and that your claims process can um, not um, get snagged by a lack of records or lack of updated records. And I do want to add clarification for the captions. SyncMD is the sync from synchronization. So it's S-Y-N-C, capital M, capital D, like the degree for a doctor. And could you just kind of talk about 
common mistakes you see veterans make with their medical records? Well, there, there are lots of them. Give me off the top of your head. Sure. Your favorites or your worst, as the case may be? Well, my worst isn't really a veteran's error. It's during the recent troubles in the Middle East, in uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. At one point, the Army found that it didn't have enough storage space. So what they did was they started just discarding records and including serving members' medical records. That's they just, illegal, right? It is illegal. Okay. And some people got in big trouble for it. But those veterans, unless they had kept track of their own records, are likely to have a problem years down the road when they have a compensation claim and the VA says, well, we don't have any medical records for that period. But aren't they supposed to give doubt in favor of the veteran when there's no medical records because they lost them? They're supposed to, but first you have to persuade them that there really were records there and they've been lost, not this merely an absence of records. You know, the okay. VA sometimes concludes, well, there aren't any records here and there's no indication here that the records are missing, so, you know, we don't think there's anything there and no matter how much you say that you were treated. So that's one problem. But one of the things that veterans can do, and uh, I, <laughs> I recently listened to a colonel, in, uh, a nurse, Air Force nurse, unit head colonel, explaining the advice she'd given to her son who was about to uh, muster out of the service. And she said to him, you go, you make sure that every single thing that you've ever had an injury or illness for in the entire time you've been in the service is in your records. Don't miss a thing. I think that's the best possible advice you could get. And she went a step further and said, and make sure you get copies and bring them home. So one of the things that is a recurring problem is that veterans don't keep good track of their own medical records. We've had cases over the years where missing medical records were a nightmare. and. Sometimes we've been able to resolve them. Sometimes, unfortunately, there have been a few where we couldn't. But keep track of your records. And remember, your doctor is not going to keep your records forever. Your hospital is not going to keep your records forever. Doctors and hospitals typically are obligated to keep your records for a reasonable period of time. It varies from state to state, but six or seven years is about as far back as you can realistically count on being able to get records. So, and you should human. ask them about archived records too, right? You should always check. For all check. those places that just have paper kicking around in the basement that they just never digitized. It's true. And if you can get those, bless you. Unfortunately, sometimes the paper's just going to be there in the basement until it molds away and nobody's ever going to get it for you. But the important point is keep your own record. You know, in this day and age of miraculous technology, a little thumb drive disk will hold all the medical records you're likely to accumulate in a lifetime. All you need to do is make sure that they get put there and you keep track of the disk. But if you are not technologically oriented, just a copy of the paper records saved in a, in a desk drawer, as long as you keep them religiously, will work just fine. I'm impressed you think a desk drawer would fit the medical records. Well, you know, it depends on the person. And sometimes you need multiple disk drawers, but you know, <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Yep. Talk to me a little bit more about how having 
that ongoing medical documentation can impact calculating a veteran's disability rating. Now we talked about, you know, when they're doing the CNP exam and everything, mm -hmm. they're going to be looking at your medical records as well as the actual exam reports. But is there potentially an effective date issue depending on your medical records? Well, uh, certainly there's potentially an effective date issue in terms of rating and sometimes in terms of the actual service connection. For example, say you have a back problem and the VA acknowledges you have a back problem, it's service connected. Unfortunately, the human body being what it is, if you have a back problem, it often extends to creating problems with your legs. Uh, radiculopathy, nerve pain in your legs is a common. Uh, it's also called neuropathy, right? It can be. They're, they're different, but yes, it can be. But they kind of feel the same, right? <laughs> they hurt, yeah. Yeah, but, okay. But uh, one of the things that you can do with the VA is if you have, say, a back condition and you start having these problems in your legs, you can ask the VA to rate that as part of your back condition if it's radiculopathy because it's caused by the nerve damage in the back, which has already been service-connected. And so in terms of the proper effective date for that condition, you have to have the record showing when you began to report pain in your legs, going down your legs from your back. And we've had several cases where the VA gave a particular rating date for radiculopathy in one or both legs. And we were able to challenge that and go back and show that for, in some cases, several years, the veteran had been reporting uh, radicular pain down the legs. He didn't know what it was, but he knew that he had pain that started in the low back and ran down the pattern of the sciatic nerve down the leg. And as a result, we were able to get people an earlier effective date. Now, the same thing can be said with ratings. Often the VA will arbitrarily uh, assign the compensation and pension exam date. They do that. They also sometimes arbitrarily assign a relatively low rating for a condition that has multiple ratings just because they're not convinced that the criteria for a higher rating have been established. And you can go back in the medical records and find in, entries that show those various criteria have been present for a longer period of time. So it can be important in, in multiple ways, but you know, if you have the records to go to, then you have the opportunity. If you don't have the records, too bad. So this is probably something that other people struggle with, but I frequently find that my doctor's records aren't accurate. You know, they've got medical conditions listed that I've been trying to get off there for 10 years and the medication's wrong and every other thing. What can veterans do to make sure that the medical records are accurate? Well, that's a two-sided coin. One of the problems that people have, as you just identified, is mistakes in the medical records. And that requires calling it to the attention of the medical folks and asking them to either go back and correct the original entry or to make a correcting notation later on. 
Sometimes they will, sometimes those don't seem to happen despite requests, but certainly you want to request it. And if you think it's a potentially important issue, one of the things that you can do is send a letter or an email or whatever your preferred communication method is to your doctor and specifically explain what you think is wrong, why you think it's wrong, what it should be, and ask them to include that letter in your chart. They don't have to do that, but they typically will if you ask. And that may be your best way of resolving the parts that you think are incorrect. The flip side of that, the, the other side of the coin, is that medical record office notes are not intended for things like VA rating purposes. They are intended as a working record for the doctor to say, okay, we dealt with that issue, or we've got this issue and it's going to recur in terms of needing to be followed up or checked, but they're not going to talk about details in many cases that are potentially important for things like VA compensation or workman's compensation or social security disability or government retirement compensation, disability retirement compensation. And so one of the things that veterans can do is to make a point of talking to the doctor about symptoms and asking the doctor to record those symptoms so that they're in there and can be followed along. You know, doctors are busy in the current uh, technological age that we're in. Uh, many doctors are employees of hospitals or practices and they're only allowed X number of patients, with, uh, X number of minutes with the patient. Um, they have to see X number of patients in a day they don't have time to do huge amounts of documentation. And so if there are things that are important concerns for you, it's important to specifically talk to the doctor and say, and I'd appreciate it if you would note in the records that we talked about this so that next time we talk about it, it's already there and we can follow it up. I do also specifically use the internal messaging system a lot of places have patient portals now that are online and I have found that is a fairly good way usually to get somebody's attention even if it's a little clunky. So one last question for you. Sure. What is your top piece of advice? Yeah, we discussed all of this. What is your top piece of advice for folks regarding their personal medical records and their Keep claim? Keep a copy. Keep a copy. Okay. Yes. Get a copy and keep a copy. Always. All the time. It never ceases to amaze me in VA cases how often old medical records are critically important. And I know we've uh, gone kind of long on this episode and we want to wrap it up, but let me give you one example. We had a gentleman whose claim was that he'd injured his back in the service. The VA said, you know, you've been out of the service for years, you didn't treat, I don't see any basis for any claim that your current back problem should go back to the service. He was able to find a medical record from about 
nine months after he left the service where he had been to the doctor for his back and the doctor had actually commented in the records that the veteran is having these back troubles and he says it started in this, he described the particular circumstances in the service and I think he's going to have trouble with it for the rest of his life. Not surprisingly, we won that case. Killer notation, yeah, that's great. I remember I had another one where the medical records were just missing for most of it, but there was a question of whether before or after his workplace incident, the back pain had started, because if it was before, it was due to service, and if it was after, it was gonna be blamed on the workplace. But here's another weird piece. We didn't find medical records. What we did find was a claim. He had put in a claim for a back issue in the 80s prior to the workplace accident. And the judges were ultimately willing to accept that was sufficient evidence that he'd had a pre-existing back issue. And folks, that wraps up our podcast for today. Tune in next week. For Victory Over VA. Thanks for joining us this week on the Victory Over VA podcast. Make sure to visit our website, veteransbenefits.com slash podcast, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show while you're at it. If you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like this show, you might want to check out our free consultation to see how we can help you with your denied claim. Simply go to veteransbenefits.com and fill out the form. You fought for us. Now let us fight for you. And be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.